0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to this edition of the John Papaloni Show. Today, I am going to be interviewing Sherry Barna. Sherry, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm excited for this.
0: Me as well. I've been, uh, you know, all uh, hyped up and uh, ready to do. Start off the podcast with a uh, brief, well, or a detailed
1: okay. <laughs> bio
0: of what do you do now and how did you get into it?
1: Okay. So uh, now I am a digital marketing. A marketing agency. How I got into it was, um, I think it was like 2006, 2007, I got a job at a organization that was a nonprofit organization, worked my way through that business. Like I did reception, which was not for me, not my personality at all. I did data entry and just kind of worked my way through the company. And uh, in 2012, they said, okay, you know, we need to start taking like Twitter and Facebook seriously. It's something that other businesses are doing. We need to start And I was like, that would be a job perfect for me. So they were like, okay, let's try. I was up against a couple other um, people. And I was just about to go on to mat leave. So I'm like, oh, there's no way I'm getting this because I'm literally going to take a year off. But basically said in the interview, like I will work through my mat leave. I really want this job. This position's for me and I know it and they gave it to me. And then I worked there for like, probably another five, six years in the role. So at first it was like Canada wide, then it was America, then it went worldwide. So I learned a ton from that place. And then just kind of was like, you know what, I think I can do this on my own. Started telling my friends and uh, people were like, you should be doing it on your own. Like the ideas you gave me and my business worked. So I mentioned it, I was playing soccer. And I mentioned it to uh, the the goalie and he was like, you got to come to my networking thing tomorrow. So I went and they're like, what's your business? What's your card? But it was like at that point, more of an idea than an actual business. So I went home, like registered, uh, like my domain name, purplebeanmedia.com, you know, got a logo, started going and hit the ground running. And that's basically how I started. It was just like really quick ideas and uh, basically said, yes, listen to the advice around me and did it.
0: Yeah, so you're what I call the uh, accidental entrepreneur.
1: Yes, one hundred.
0: Which is awesome, right? Yeah. Like those are often those are the best uh, options. Yeah, right? not options. Let me rephrase that. That's usually the best uh, story. Yeah. that's what I meant. Because like, like for my uh, for myself as an example, I've had jobs, but it's sort of like I've never really kept them.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I've
0: kind of always been that entrepreneur, So it's sort of the, you know, you either get into it or you starve. Right. Like yeah. where you, you had that safe check and said, no, I got to do this.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, around the six month mark, I started getting busy. So I was like busy at work, busy with my side hustle. And I was like, okay, I have to make a call. And I was like, I'm going to try. Once I made that decision to quit, it was like, okay, now is do or die. And I like dove in head first. Cause it's different when it's like, okay, I have to make this work rather than yeah, I'm doing it for fun. When people call So, yeah, that was like a big change.
0: For sure. Absolutely. When you make the switch, you're like, hmm, Mm -hmm. I got a little one and that little one wants to eat. I better do something. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So that's awesome. Now, obviously, growing up, what did you expect to do?
1: Uh, Honestly, growing up, I really wanted to be a mom and I loved photography. I've always been creative. So I never quite knew what I was going to do. Like, um, I think when I went to, I started university when I was like 20, 21, like a little older than normal, because I was like, oh, I want to do something, but I'm not sure. So I did that just almost like in a very expensive, time consuming hobby. And then by the time I was done that, I already was doing this purple bean thing too. So I was like, I forget. Like, once I graduated, I'm not going to work in the field necessarily. I want to go this way. It's just, Entrepreneurship is for me because I like um, a fast pace. I like when the responsibility is on my shoulder. I love being responsible and like to make things happen. And I really like the change of scenery and not being in the office nine to five every single day and answering to someone like I love having ideas and just like going for it. So the more it just suits my personality, like all the different facets and stuff of the job. It's the perfect job for me. So.
0: Now, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, you're based out of Brantford, right? Branford,
1: yep, Brantford, yeah. So
0: have you always been there or is it something you moved to?
1: Uh, no, I've lived here. Born, awesome. Based. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, I, I love that city. I've been there many times. I've got yeah. clients out there and my niece lives out there. So okay. it's, so I, I was used to that area and, and it, yeah. it's gorgeous.
1: It's a small city. I like it. Like I'm, I've i never wanted to move. Like I've always said, oh, I'm going to live and die here basically. And now I live out just outside of it. But yeah, I just I like it city enough where you have things to do but small enough where you're not like spending an hour in traffic.
0: <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Now let me ask you, what is the most scariest part of that transition when you decided to take the leap?
1: Yeah, um the scariest part I think was just realizing it's all on me. But honestly, I wasn't scared at the beginning at all. Like we my husband and I like we were financially responsible. So it's not like we are crazy in debt and this had to work or else. So um, like we kind of had our ducks in a row. He actually had a really big change too. the scary part was when I actually hired people because then I felt not responsible just for my family, but for other people's families. And to me, that was like hard to wrap my head around like, oh my gosh, now these people are counting on me. So, like, the beginning, first four years, no fear, nothing, no, like, I was just like, oh, if it fails, it fails, like, what can you do, right? You just try your hardest. But then once I was, like, regularly paying people, it was, like, hard to deal with for me. I don't know why. So.
0: Yeah, well, it can be scary. I went through that, too. And believe me, I'm I'm sure you were a better boss than I was. (laughs) Um, I I was horrible. Um, Obviously, well, at least in the beginning, I'm better now. But in the beginning, man, like, I'm telling you, I was a micromanager. It's okay. like I might as well just done it myself. I'm like sitting there watching them do this, do that, do here. And like, <laughs> you know, I spent all the time watching them do it and telling them what to do. I could have just did it myself, and it's not their yeah. fault. It's me. <laughs> so that was my learning lesson. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. It's hard. You got to learn. And you got to learn how to work with people, and different people like this, and different people need this like affirmation. And it's hard.
0: <laughs> so true. Now, again right like i get the pain there now and, and you're right when you're responsible for somebody other than your own it, it feels more like a lot of more pressure
1: yeah and yeah that's what it was you know it was one thing when it was just like my husband had a big career change at the same time so he went from like making money to basically being in school so it was on my shoulders but even then i was like no this is fine i got this like i felt the responsibility not super it didn't keep me awake or anything but yeah, it was like the last transition of, okay, now I have like a handful of people counting on me to make this sale. Like, it's just a different, it's just different, you know?
0: Yeah, so. for sure. Now, how many people do you have on on board now?
1: I have um, three women who do a lot of content creation account managing. And then I have my husband, actually, he does all my books and stuff like that. And then I have contractors I work with. So some jobs require video. So then I'll like partner with um, this guy, Chris, I really like. And then there's a couple other guys, but, and just stuff like that. Like when I have to do certain things, it's more contract, but actually on board would be four.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. yeah. I
0: mean, mean, how old is the company?
1: Uh, Four years.
0: So that's one per year. That's not a, you know, a good trend.
1: Yeah. The trends are looking good. So (laughs) yeah, it, it came to the point where it's like, okay, I can stay here and handle everything myself or if I want to grow hire someone. So that's basically as I've been like, okay, cause I have no desire to work weekends. Like I did that at the beginning. I hustled my butt off. I was like long hours, totally okay with putting the work in at that time. But now once things started running themselves, I'm like, okay, I don't want to be working like weekends and I don't want to be worrying about it when I go to sleep at night. That's like, that's basically probably before then I should be hiring people, but that's when I'm like, okay, I need to hire someone else. So makes
0: sense. Yeah. What was the most uh, challenging part in terms of uh, clients? Like once you started growing, I'm sure Mm -hmm. some extra challenges that you didn't expect.
1: Yeah. So uh, the challenges I find are um, people's expectations, honestly. So sometimes I'll meet with people and they'll want like the whole world and their budget is like $500. And it's like, I I can't like work with that. Here's what we can do, though. So like managing expectations is a little hard um and because a lot of times they've paid someone to do it for maybe their niece or their nephew and they've been burned they're like it doesn't work so that's been like when i sit down with people as soon as i there's certain like phrases you can kind of pick up on i'm like okay I'm not, i don't want to be proving myself every week like the work will prove itself but i don't want to have to walk you through and hold your hand at why this is important why you need this like at a point in the relationship you just have to like trust me to go instead of like defending every action Um, so that I would say for sure,
0: for sure. Have you ever let a client go?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. There are some people that just don't, you don't jive with and they don't jive with me. So it's not like, like I never understood the business isn't personal thing until it's like, no, it's not personal. Like there's certain people you just certain personality types you just don't get along with, or they don't like my personality type or whatever. And, um, or just people who are way too demanding. I'm like, I don't want to be answering texts all throughout the day, all throughout the night on weekends, Sunday morning, Sunday night type of thing. But mainly, like I said, I learned early on, there's certain people where I'm like, okay, this is not going to work because you expect me to be at your beck and call. And I have other clients, and it's not fair to them. So...
0: Yeah, absolutely. I get that. Mm-hmm. I, um, I made the mistake of when I got into business, you know, I, uh, well, when I got into my real estate business yeah. uh, a few years back, I have the same mentality that all new agents have, Oh, we're in 20, whatever you need to give out your cell phone. I'm like going, I wish I didn't. Yeah. I mean, like, it's one of those things that, I mean, it's publicly everywhere. Um, I would just retract it and hide it, but the reality is that it's been out so long. There's no point now. Yeah. Um, and it's not that I have a problem with answering the phone, but sometimes like we have what I call the Instagram age where everybody, and what I mean by that, like instant gratification, like everybody wants everything within five minutes. Yes. Like you tell them, okay, give me an hour. to get back to you mm-hmm. within 30 seconds. Have you figured it out yet? And it's yeah. like, not an hour. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, and, and, and at the same time, sometimes you, I, I get more sales calls than I get client calls and I'm oh, a busy realtor. So it's not even like, you know, I'm like slow and you know I mean? I'm a busy guy. Yeah. And I still get more people trying to sell me than I get, you know, like, and we're in a different era, like the it's old,
1: totally you know,
0: yeah. I grew up in the era where, you know, like you want to uh, get new clients, you put out a postcard and the message could be bye, bye, bye. And a thousand people will call you that yeah. doesn't work today.
1: Uh-uh. <laughs> you know
0: what I mean? Yeah. Like everything's changed and like, I, I'm sure you've heard this, you know, but you've heard people say, oh, the algorithms changed and uh, yeah. my message isn't getting out there. no. Like, I put out a little short minute, one minute video clip on this today. The algorithm didn't change. Your consumer behavior changed. They're no longer interested in what you're posting.
1: Yeah, you have to change it up. Another thing about clients and expectations and all that is I actually uh, had a sales call the other day. Or someone wanted, they're like, hey, I want your business. Like, what are you thinking about this, this, and this? Like... Um, can you do this for me? Can you do this for me? I'm like, yeah, yep, yeah, that sounds totally what we can do. Uh, and then we just start talking. In this like half an hour it was way too long of a conversation. This guy talked about like, Trump and he hates everybody and COVID and ripped jeans. And it was an exhausting conversation. And it was like the opening conversation you have with someone. And he was like talking about all these things. I'm like, oh, I can't. And meanwhile, it should have been like a 10 minute if that conversation. So I was like, red flag, red flag. (laughs) So I was like, you know what? I'm a little too busy to take you on. I really appreciate the phone call. But I'm like, I can't be talking about all the problems of the world with these people. Like, I, so like, there's certain things now that I'm like, okay, you kind of see things as they come up. And um, it's kind of interesting that way.
0: It's so true. Now you brought up a point there, right? It's like, and what I'm noticing is you've built up Mm self-realization, right? Like and I'm sure, you know, it happens through experiences and you're picking things up now and you're not letting yourself fall into that trap.
1: Yes. Yeah, totally. That's what it is. It's just it's learning. It's like you have your own algorithm, right? It's like, okay, now I'm not a fan of this client who calls and I'm not really quick to pick up the phone when he calls. So, okay, why is that? Oh, because I know it's not going to be a quick, hey, can you share the analytics? It's going to be like talking about this thing over here and this thing over here. And, or just the negativity, like, I'm like, Hey, I don't have to surround myself with negative people anymore. I'm not working for people. I can say no. So that's the one big realization that was, I learned early on. And I'm like, this is nice. It's nice to be able to look forward to like, Hey client, let's go grab a beer and catch up. Like, I love that way of business as opposed to like dreading the phone calls. So
0: absolutely. You, you choose who you uh, hang around with and you know, it goes back to your network is your net worth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right?
0: and you are the sum of the five people you hang around. Mm-hmm. So I really believe that as well, and, and and that's what I do love about being, you know, in it for myself, like my own business as well, is yeah. because you get to choose who you surround yourself with.
1: Yeah, doesn't
0: if you just let it go. You know, like yeah. it's not worth it at sometimes.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and it's kind of up to us. That we have the freedom. Like, there's so much freedom when you're an entrepreneur. I think that's like the best thing about it. <laughs>
0: For sure. Now, with all that being said, I mean, I covered the fact that, you know, not everybody's for you, but there is a moment in every business where you start off and you go through that scared moment. And then all of a sudden you just, one day it just dawns on you and say, Hey, this is where I want to be. This Mm -hmm. is it. my aha moment. I made it, or at least I'm on the path to making it. What was that moment for you?
1: I've had a lot of those moments actually this morning I had that moment everyone because the snow was driving so slow and this guy was going under the speed limit and I was just on a country road and I don't like passing in the snow. So I was like, just driving slowly. And in my head, I'm like, come on, dude, like not everyone's dreading to get to work. I want to get there. And I was like, Hey, that's a cool feeling. Okay. Another time I was asked to do some uh, social media work overseas. Like One of my clients has a TV show that they film in Israel and like just boarding that plane. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. Like I'm getting paid to travel and paid to like do these neat experiences. So, that it, yeah, there's honestly been so many that I'm like, oh very cool. And sometimes it's even just like last week, my um, son had a badminton tournament that I was able to be like, okay, I'm leaving the office at noon, because I have to pick him up, like whatever. And I didn't have to ask for permission. It's just like I put it in the schedule, and it happens. So yeah, there's so many times where it's like, this is pretty sweet. I feel pretty good right now.
0: (laughs) So. That is awesome, right? Like, even with entrepreneurship, let, let's be honest. Everyone thinks, I mean, I'm sure they're gonna, let anyone listening to this story or watching it is going to think, wow, you know, you work for yourself, you get to do whatever you want, and it's just yeah. a piece of cake. And we know that's not the case. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of times, especially when we start off, we're putting in 80, 90 hours. The only difference is we get to choose when we put those 80, 90 hours versus being yeah. told that it has to be at a certain time, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. uh, you know, we end up working more hours. For the freedom to choose to work more hours and it's like yeah. you said you actually want to get there it's not like i'm forced to be there i want to go
1: yeah oh that's totally it. and like i said at the beginning like i have lots of pictures where it was just like nighttime the kids were in bed and my computer was open and i was doing what i could and uh even actually right before the pandemic so it's like the last quarter of 2019. I said to my husband and kids, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna like network like crazy, and a lot of that's going to be evening networking. But I'm just gonna say yes to every opportunity for these three months. So can we all kind of get on board with that? Because like, if I was single, I would be like nonstop working. Like, it would be crazy. But I don't. I have responsibility and family and stuff like that. So I was just like, you guys cool with that? They're like, yeah. And it was nice because it was a short time frame and like. And I don't want to get caught up in that because the reason I do want to work for myself and uh, is to have the freedom. But there are times where I'm working my butt off and people don't see it because they just see like the fun highlights, of course. But it's like, no, no, like I'm and that's what I try and say to people like, no, no, like it's not a flashy picture of me being in like jogging pants on my couch at like 10 o'clock at night. But yeah, like that's part of being an entrepreneur. Like the phone is with you all the time. Like people do have my number and I do pick up when they call. So, yeah. But I, it's what it make, it takes to make it work.
0: So. Yeah, absolutely. Right, mm-hmm. like, this is awesome. Now, every like, out of all your experiences and all that, I mean, you worked at different projects with different clients. Yeah. What would have been one of your favorite projects? Or like, because sometimes certain projects strikes you a certain way, and it's not just the work, but it actually inspires you and gives you ideas yeah. going forward with other stuff. Did you, you have, ever come across that?
1: yeah so i was actually just saying to my husband last night i'm like my favorite i love working with like the government agencies so like with the counties being like how can we bring people in because they have like they're really easy to like pitch to basically because they're like yeah whatever ideas you have let's go and do you need resources we got them you know so it's really fun because you can be as creative as you want with them and um I I do. It's just cool to do like that destination type, like, hey, you know, here's 10 reasons why St. George is a really cool place to visit, even though it's just like a community of 3000 people. So it's just you can be a lot more creative. Um, I love anything with video. I love video work. So that's always really fun. But honestly, I, I just like the small business. I like helping people. It's like cool. It's bigger than just the job because it's like man like if you think about it especially when covid was happening it's like you can help bring money into the economy you're helping these people put food on their table just because you're doing your job and you like doing your job so but honestly it's the big projects i love the big projects
0: yeah of course i mean that so brings a sense of security with them
1: yeah. And you can do so many different things. It's not like, okay, I can only do social media. It's like, Hey, can we do like a big video production? Can we do, let's do some blog writing over here and the video and like, just kind of like put this all into an all encompassing strategy. So.
0: Right. Now what's your favorite part in terms of the, like what, uh, in terms of the work, I mean, cause there's multiple facets to the job. What's like, if you have to pick one thing, you're just going to do something for the next two hours and it's your choice. What would you be doing?
1: Uh, I actually like creating strategy for people. Like that's what I did a little bit this morning. And I, I like like putting the pieces together and all that kind of stuff. Um, but probably my very, very favorite thing, I love teaching. I love when I'm like on a stage or in front of people in a seminar, like teaching them how to use Instagram or how to do reels or just talking a little wider, kind of like this, like how to have an entrepreneur balanced life so you can have a family and your job and whatever. So that's probably my ultimate like, I love
0: it, love it, love it. I, I can understand why. I mean, it makes sense because you said you like the video a lot, right? Yeah. And, well, mm-hmm. a lot of people want to get off of video, not on video.
1: I know, so yeah.
0: When you're on video, you like to speak. It kind of goes hand in yeah. hand. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I love it. Absolutely love it. Now, obviously, like, you're always growing, and that's kind of a good thing. Mm-hmm. How do you choose your employees? Like, because I mean, I'm sure there's going to be multiple people applying and not everybody's skills are the same and everyone has different talents. And correct me if I'm wrong, you don't really want to duplicate yourself. You really want someone who's going to add to the team and complement what the team already has, not repeat what they have.
1: Yeah. There's two things I look for. So one is more of a skill set. So if I'm like, okay, I really, I need some video work done or I want to hire someone for a website and SEO. I need them to be skilled at that. Uh, for my actual employees, I want it to be, I want work to be a really nice culture. I'm looking for someone with initiative, and like a go getter attitude to skills you can teach, like as long as they have their bait, like, as long as it's something they can do. I can always be like, okay, here's how we're going to ref- like refine that a little bit, make it a little bit better. Attitude, you can't teach initiative, you can't teach showing up on time, you can't teach. Those are the skills like, inside of a person I'm more looking for rather than like hey I'm the best website creator like what's the point of having the best website creator if if they can't even like get a job done on time you know so it's like yes I'm looking for some skill but it's more of a personal like character trait I'm looking for and a lot of times you can sense it like when they're sitting across from you
0: yeah for sure like the resume never tells you the full story the resume usually people submit your resumes are either lying and they're totally off the mark or they're pretty much just telling you you can do the job. So yip-dee-doo, what's next, right? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I've been around, like I've had a ton of jobs in my life. I don't even know how many times. Like my last job, I just happened to stay there for a long time. Other than that, it was like six months here, you're here, whatever. And I've met a ton of people. I'm like, oh man, like, you are really good at what you're doing, but you just bring everyone down around you. And I'm like, okay, when, if I ever had my own job, I would never like. It doesn't matter. So now that I do, I'm like, okay, remember those things you learned throughout your whole entire adult life and put them into practice here. So,
0: yeah, I've been through that too. Like in my past business, I um, I hired somebody I've known pretty much my whole life mm-hmm. on a personal level. We got along really well. It was awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like the a real person I can lean on and you know what I mean? Like, but when it came to the office, it was just a lousy attitude. It was like, no matter what go left. Oh, it's wrong. Okay. You adjust and go right. Well, that's wrong. Oh, yeah. you want to go to center? Well, that's wrong too. You know, those uh, the problem with that is, and, um, and it's just like, no matter what, and that just brings the environment down.
1: Yeah. You know, like, and the thing is, like you want a nice work environment like that's part of what i'm trying to do now that i have a few people working i'm like okay how can i make this a nice place to work because yes people stay for the job and for money and all that kind of stuff but the other big part of why people stay and like uh, almost like satisfaction in job is a lot to do with the people with the culture so i'm like every hire i swear i'm getting more picky i'm just like okay can you blend with us so, which is something, you know, my first hire, I didn't think about because it, it, was, it was my sister. <laughs> so I knew I loved her. <laughs> but she, uh, I'm like, hey, you can do this job. Like, here's what we're going to do. And then the second one, I'm like, okay, okay, is this a good fit? And then the third one, it's like, okay, is this a really good fit? Like, it's getting almost in a way, like harder, because now there's like so many different personality types. And I don't only want one personality type in the office, but I just want like, kind of happier people who can keep it lighter. Like they're not, it's not like, oh, it's Tuesday, she's coming in, you know, (laughs) I I don't want that. I don't want to deal with that. So
0: (laughs) For sure. Like now, again, obviously, you know, when you're hiring somebody, sometimes they present well, and when they show up, it's different.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Have you had, have you hired somebody and then, just within a short period of time, go, "Oh God, what have I done?"
1: No, and I haven't yeah, thankfully i I think I'm too maybe small for that still, so I haven't had to deal with that, but I do not want that to happen. <laughs> I don't know how I'll deal. I'll just have to like call people and see what they've done. I know that's a scary. like I've worked contract with people, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm never working with you again, but it's no big deal because it's not like an employee situation. So it's just like you never have to call them, but. Right. I really
0: Okay, so that's very fortunate. I mean, because, yeah, it's the employee ones that are going to bring it, you know, in a bad spot because it's, I, I think it's harder to fire and emotionally at least, right? Oh, yeah. And I feel bad, but, okay. um, you know, it's one of those things They got to do what you got to do. But so, yeah, you've been very fortunate. Thank God for that. Mm-hmm. As, uh, have you had any turnover? Like sometimes people leave for their own reason. It could be maternity leave, like you said.
1: Uh, Not yet. No, like I said, I've only been in business for four years. The first year it was just me second year two. like, so as of right now, no turnover, but I'm sure one day it has to happen. When I'm just like, no, stay with me forever. Let's make this fun. (laughs) That's part of my reason. I'm like, I don't want to deal with turnover. Like how can we like, I don't know. This is like, like I said, a new part of my business. Like before it was like me doing everything, me like micromanaging me, making sure things got done. Now I have to be like, okay, you guys have this. And now I'm trying to kind of more talking about learning, diving into, okay, how to be a good manager, how to have good office culture, how to deal with things when they need to be dealt with and how to deal with it properly. So that's my whole basically kind of like what I'm diving into. That's the podcast I'm listening to books I'm reading, leadership based more than like skill based. Whereas before it's like, okay, how uh, how can I do SEO? How can I grow? You know, how do you write blogs perfectly? Now it's more.
0: People. People are Well, yeah, because let's face it. In reality is most b- businesses and most jobs are people based. We don't always think of it that way because we think our business is the product. The yeah. product is something we're delivering, but it comes through people. So without people being united, the product never comes out the way it's supposed to, regardless of yeah. what it is.
1: Yeah, for so, sure. And you know what? Like the people are so important. Like people are hiring me. Need- to do my job, and then they're hiring my people to also come alongside, you know. So like, no one's gonna keep paying you month, every, like month after month when they don't like you. Like, they just won't. They'll go find someone else that they like better who can do the same job. So it's like really the connection is really important. So I want like the culture here where we like each other, but I also want my clients to be happy when they walk in the office and see like our uh, person at the front desk greeting them. Like, yeah. So. I think that's something that's not um, super, like there's not a big highlight on like, oh, how important it is for your clients to actually like you as a person. But I think that's a really big deal and vice versa, right? So for sure. what I'm, it's the people who I don't like who it's easy to be like, you know what? I can't take on this extra pro- project. But when you like someone, you're like, oh yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I'll work a Saturday for you. So like you can't underestimate the human connection of anything.
0: Well, that's it, right? I mean, you do things. You go the extra mile when you like working for the person. Like when yeah. when you feel the person cares about you, you tend to care about them too.
1: Yeah, for sure. So,
0: so and like and, 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 with
1: the internet nowadays, you can find all these crazy stories about people just treating each other really poorly and things happening and I'm like oh man I hope okay I don't want that to happen how can I prevent that it's just learning from everybody else that's honestly my whole thing is am I like a creative genius no I'm just watching okay I'm learning what did I like about working over here what did I hate about working with these people what did I like when I was like 16 at McDonald's you know it's just constant like learning changing trying to make it um, work with us and talking to a whole bunch of people like I said, like I'm not, not at the point where I have to fire someone, but before I get to that point, there's probably a lot of conversations I'm going to have to and, you know, learning from people. So there's so many people who've done it longer and better and they're making way more money. I'm very okay to sit at their feet and learn from them.
0: Which is awesome, right? Like that's, that's very leadership-like, right? Because a, a true leader does not think they know everything. Yeah, yeah. Now, in terms of culture and stuff, right, like everyone has different structures in their business. Now, do you, like, everyone's going to have their ideas. Now, do people in your organization come to you with their ideas, share their ideas, or is it one of those ones, they have a system and they just follow the system? And, you know, like, how, how do you take that kind of feedback?
1: Yeah, we I allow for a lot of creativity for two reasons. One, because they have something good to say a lot of the times. So like, I'm not going to pretend I'm the only, like, person behind the counter here and that can give everybody everything. I like hearing people's ideas and also because it blends into culture. Because one big reason I actually left the job I had before this was because I was just getting no's all the time. And I was like, man, it's not even fine anymore because every time I turn around, you're telling me, no, that the idea is not good enough or we can't do it or whatever. So that's one thing I'm like, no, no, please come to me with your ideas, even for like my own creative reels and stuff. I'm like, hey, if you see any reels, let's do them together. And uh, so I really try and push that like back and forth, and um, for the most part, my whole thing, and I think it's working. There's the times we had to reel it in. It's like here, he, here are the boundaries. They're really loose, and you guys do what you guys do, and then kind of from there comes the feedback. Okay, that might have been too edgy. That's like bring in it a little bit. I'm not comfortable with that. The clients were comfortable with that, but for the most part, I try and keep that open like back and forth. And honestly, like. And I've learned this, I had a creative partner. He's not like a business partner. He had his own business, but just gelling together. You get so much more done when you're with someone else. It's like a creative explosion versus when I was just doing it by myself. So that's kind of what I'm also trying to like, grow in the group is like you know you guys have you've watched a thousand videos on youtube what's your favorite ones you've seen hilarious tv shows what can we pull from that like they all have different experiences than me so it's like trying to get them all together and be like just give me your ideas (laughs) basically so and you know sometimes you can do them sometimes you don't sometimes i forget i'm not gonna lie like it just is what it is but i try and really promote the creative aspect as of right now So in the future, I might have to be like, okay, here's my creative team over here, like as I grow and get different positions. But right now there's like a wide range of people and doing a lot of different things.
0: That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Now, in terms, you know, I mean, like we just came out of a pandemic that might kind of still be here, may not be here, who knows. Um, But what my question is, when March 2020 hit and the world was closing down, what, how did that affect you and what, like, how did you adapt to it?
1: Yeah. So when March, 2020, you can literally see in my books, it was like everything since I've been every, it was like month over month, growth, 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 March. It was like, zoomf, because a few people right away. And I knew the clients who would do it too. They're like, we can't afford it. We got to stop. We, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Um, and then I had a lot of people being like, nope, who knows how long this will take? Because at the time, we really believed like two weeks. <laughs> so it's like, no, let's keep going. So once the two weeks were done, and it's like, okay, we're going to do it for another few, I can't remember exactly what happened. If it was a few more weeks, a few more months, I was like, okay, I cannot let my business die just because this pandemic's happening. So I was still going to the office, still working, still putting my hours in, just doing different things. Um, I did like a little YouTube video with my husband about, cause he's worked from home for years. So I'm like, Hey, let's do a little video about how people can work from home effectively, even though we're trying to homeschool our kids at the same time. So I just really kept putting myself out there and I looked around and I saw not only my competitors, but I saw like other business people treating this as like a paid vacation. And I was like, no, I'm still going to work, work, work. And, um, it didn't pay off at first. Like there, I had some calls being like, Oh my gosh, you were right. We got to get online. Like shoe stores or whatever had no e-commerce. And for years it's like, you need e-commerce. E-commerce is a thing for a reason. And then when it happened, people called me, but on the other side of it, once everything, like the restrictions started lifting, people were calling like crazy. And I really strongly believe it's, I didn't take months off in the beginning People saw my face. They saw my brand. They saw, like, what I had to offer. I was giving free advice, like, hey, everyone, if you're now a church that needs to go online, here, buy this snowball microphone. It's easy. Just plug it in. There's no, uh, like, configuration. Like, just giving out all my ideas for free because I'm like, everybody needs help right now. And I really believe that actually uh, paved the way for success two years later.
0: Absolutely. That's you, – you brought up a good point there, right? Is the whole consistency. And, and mm-hmm. I, I myself cannot – emphasize how important that consistency is yeah right like, like the way we market ourselves has changed over the years mm-hmm. what hasn't changed is the need to be constantly in front of people
1: oh yeah it's so important i always say to people like have you heard of the um mirror exposure effect
0: no do okay, explain so-
1: it's something Coke does. So basically, it's like this um, psychological phenomena. The more you see something, the more you just start trusting it. So there's like, in you know, probably know, like in the 80s, like the like, know, and trust sales. Trust, yes. Yeah. So uh, it's basically that. It's like the more people see things, the more they feel like they know you. And the more they know you, they feel like they trust you. And then guess what happens? They give you their money because they trust you. So it's like when I walk in at a gas station on Thursday, I only look at two drinks, a Coke and a water not aquafina like whatever spring water so why i'm not looking and trying looking at new things i like i see a coke and i'm like coke even though i'm not necessarily wanting a coke but i just it's too overwhelming to look at like 50 different drinks so i go to the one i know like and trust so i'm like that's what it is for people the more you are out there the more i'm talking to people the more i'm out there and they hear my voice and see my face the more they're like well some people might not like me but the more they like me and then they're like you know what yeah i can trust her to take care of these things let's go so I'm just always saying to people, get out there, get out there, get out there. If you, I didn't have selfies before I started this job. It's just I'm like, if you're a small business owner, you are now in the selfie business. Like, <laughs> just get in front of people.
0: So. Yeah. Well, this is what I think. I think whatever business we're in, we're in the media business first. Yes. And then we're into the business where, that we got into. Yeah. Like at least in
1: 2022. Oh, 100%. Yeah, we all like. People spend hours on their phone. And the fact that business people aren't getting in front of people on their phone blows my mind. I'm like, where else can you get people's basically undivided attention? Nowhere. So, yeah. yeah.
0: People still think that uh, social media is like a fad, like, like the internet was a fad 20 years ago. Yeah. Like, and although the platforms will change over time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the concept won't.
1: No, attention is attention, whether it's at a hockey game or billboards or newspapers or the phone. Yeah.
0: and that, that's changes.
1: Yeah. Someone said to me the other day, I'm glad you're starting to embrace traditional marketing. And I'm like, well, I've always embraced it. But it's just like when someone says, hey, I only have a thousand dollars to spend. I'm not going to go tell them to put it on a billboard. I'm like, I'm going to be telling them to like, you know, if necessary, buy a better phone and start recording. So it's yeah, it's just where are people looking? That's that's the game where are people spending their time what are people watching when i when i watch tv and i'm with people i look around and no one's watching commercials they're scrolling when i'm driving home i see these billboards all the time i look because i kind of want to be on this one billboard i drive by but so i'm looking i'm like no one even looks at that billboard okay i'm not going to do that billboard so it's just like you have to examine and i know okay normal people don't do that i very much know that i'm the only one doing this (laughs) because marketer my husband's like just driving happily and i'm like hmm. so but it's like um it's just wherever people's eyes are that's where you want to be so for like, sure target audience like people are against tiktok i'm like be against tiktok all you want you are a hockey school for under 20 you need to be on tiktok like to me it's so i don't know it, it's just do it i don't know it's not that big of a deal like it's awkward for sure but okay well to
0: it. The, the crazy part is when stuff like tiktok comes out it's friggin' free. Yes. You know what I mean? Like try it out. Worst case scenario, you do a couple of videos and just say the hell with it. But at least yeah. you tried it. You know what I mean? It's what are you gonna do? Wait till they charge you, then say how do I get on it? You know what exactly. I mean? Like, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and I think I have that perspective because I was early kind of with um Facebook, like in 2012, it still had crazy reach. And then I saw it wane and then I saw Instagram become popular and then I saw it wane. So now TikTok's like a thing where I'm like, who cares? Just jump on it. they are like, I don't dance. I'm like, listen, I'm not dancing either in front of anybody. So like what, how can we make this work for your personality type? And then uh, from there, I don't know. It's just to me, it is what it is. It's part of being a business owner at this point. I mean, no one, you don't have to, but it's just a lot harder to sell when no one knows your name
0: for sure. Now, look, I'm glad you said that. Cause that's exactly why I do everything. Like I go to grocery stores. People are talking to me. They're talking to me as if they've known me. Yeah. Uh, I've never met these people. I mean, I, like, I mean, I've been in, for example, I live in Grimsby. Mm-hmm. I've only been here for three years, but they're, they talk to me as if they've known me for 20.
1: Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean,
0: like, and that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. That means my brand is getting out there and I like meeting new people. I'm in the people business.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's right. what I always say. I'm, I am tell people like, look at the realtors, man. They're always one of marketers and realtors. They're the first people to jump on any bandwagon. I'm like, watch what they're doing. I'm like, the reason why I've never even like, I bought the house I'm in from my in-laws. So we didn't deal with the realtor. I'm like, I've never dealt with the realtor because we've lived in the same house for 15 years. And yet I can tell you three realtors in Brantford and they're not my friends. So I'm like, why? Because they're always in my face always. And then you do feel like you know them. I used to be more like of a musician and I would go places and play music for like conferences or whatever. And because people saw me for like a couple hours a day, they felt like they knew me. So when it was lunchtime, they'd be like, hey, Sherry. And they'd talk to me like they're my friend. And I'm like, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? And then I'd be like, oh, you just saw me on stage and you think you know me and you don't know anything about me. But because I was in front of them, they felt like they knew me. So I'm like that. Just bring it to marketing. People will feel like, people think they know me. I'm actually quite pr- private. I don't put a lot of my, like, as much as I'm on social media, I don't talk too much about, like, my personal life and my family and stuff. And they'll think they know me, and I laugh because I'm like, you don't know me, this is hilarious, but this is exactly what I want. I want you to feel like you know me because it works. Like Because
0: they develop trust with that. that and that's yeah. Now, exactly. Now, look, let, let's take something like Shark Tank. Yeah. I mean, we'll take Mark Cuban. We'll take any of those guys. Um, why are people so desperate to get on that show? They can get funding from venture capitalists. They don't need them. Mm-hmm. But why? Because those guys are public personas. So they feel that being associated with those names is going to elevate them.
1: Yeah, for sure. You're,
0: you're, and you're trying to be elevated from a bunch of people you think you know because you see them on TV. Mm-hmm. right? So wow. it goes to show you that like, there's a difference between brand and sales, And another common thing they say on the show is, well, I want to partner with you because companies won't take my calls, but they'll take yours. Well, reality is that's because of brand. It has nothing to do with the product. When you know somebody, like if Mark Cuban calls my phone right now and I know it's Mark Cuban, I know it's not going to be a time waster. So that's why I'm going to take his call. Because he's a busy guy and you know it's going to be something important. But when we got Bob Smith from Wallapalooza – You don't know who the heck that is or what that is. Yeah. Looking at that and going, oh, is this another person trying to sell me something I don't want? Mm -hmm. Right. But you don't need a Mark Cuban to get that. You can build your brand. And we got the best part is we got social media to do that Mm -hmm. and get recognized. So when people call you, they think it's their buddy calling.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the thing, again, that's like social media is in everybody's back pocket. Like there is no buy-in. You don't have to be this crazy graphic designer that knows all these crazy programs, or you don't have to be a video editor with like Final Cut Pro. You just have to take your phone and once a day challenge yourself to get in front. So it's exactly. like such a low buy-in, but maybe that's why people don't take it seriously. I don't know, but it's yeah, brand, brand, brand. I-
0: I agree with you 100%. And it goes back to what we said. You can do it with your phone, any phone you have. You don't need the fancy cameras. You don't need the fancy software. Look, if you have a smartphone, which I think 99% of the people out there do,
1: yeah,
0: you can just download Canva and you can input your own text on top of it using Canva. You don't yeah. need fancy programs. Yeah. And, and a dummy can edit with Canva.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah, I think what people need to realize is how important brand is. And a lot of people, it is like the sales and marketing become like one thing, sales and marketing, but it's not. Sales is very different from marketing. And of of marketing, brand is like, to me, a massive, massive portion of that. Um, And I wish small business owners would start educating themselves or just listening to podcasts or whatever, just talking about why brand is so important. And to me, it just comes down to this. Again, you can have the best product in the world. If no one knows you exists, you're not making a sale. So like you just have to get out there. That's why I say yes to opportunities like this. I love podcast opportunities. I'm like, yeah, I can reach people from Grimsby Sweet, This is amazing. So like it's just... Yeah. Brand, brand, brand. So and personally, like if anyone if anyone wants to know my strategy, I'm like, just look at me. Look what I'm doing. My strategy is very get in front of the camera, show people a I'm a human, just normal. B, say like, okay, I do have expertise here if you want to take it to the next level. And here's how you can kind of like test the theory before you hire me. Take what I'm saying for free and apply it to your business. And then they can just watch what I'm doing. I think, honestly, if anyone just literally was like, oh, today she did a video about educating um, her followers about this. I'm going to educate them about my uh, tea business. Oh, tomorrow she's going to talk about something cool she's done. I'm going to talk about something cool I've done because it's just brand building all over the place. And you know what? I started from zero. Like I did, I wasn't in the business before. I don't like, my dad isn't in marketing. My, I don't know anyone in marketing. I started from zero and I've made it this far. And it's just like, why? Because that smartphone's in my pocket and I use it as a camera and a microphone to get out to the world. So.
0: Perfect. That's, that's, It's really that simple.
1: It's simple. Yeah, to me, it's simple. And it wasn't as simple because I'm an introvert. So, and people are like, it's easy for you. I'm like, it wasn't easy for me. Now it is because it's part of my day to day, but it was really like, oh my gosh, okay. I have to write out, like, I'm going to do a video. I better write out a script. It was like painful at first, but I knew it was something I had to do. So that's what I challenged. I actually love speaking to introverts specifically because I'm like, I relate to you, man, trust me before I go into a crowded room, I'm like, okay you're going into a crowded room how do you approach people again? Oh yeah. You say, hi, my name is. (laughs) (laughs) Because really, you know, it's easy to be, and I know it too, as an introvert, I've seen people. I'm like, well, it's easy for you guys to say, do that. It's easy for you guys to say network, but it's not easy for me. So it's like, I try and tell people it's not easy for me either, but we can do it. And when it is kind of do or die, like eat or don't, eh, you gotta get pushed out of your comfort zone. So.
0: (laughs) For sure. Now, a lot of times people are afraid of uh, you know, I would say comments or what other people think, you know, or yeah. they have imposter syndrome. And mm-hmm. what I'm gonna say is how do you deal with like have you ever dealt with imposter syndrome and how have you and how do you deal with trolls?
1: Yeah. So uh Imposter syndrome, I think it's natural to get just be like, oh my gosh, what am I doing here? Like, I don't know, I've only been doing this for four years. Like, do I know? And then I'm like, no, you do know more than everyone else, because you're the one that has read 100 books about it and listened to like a 1000 hours of podcasts and like dove into it. Um, when it comes to trolls, it doesn't affect me at all. I could not care less. I've never... I shouldn't say I've never cared what people think, but I've been pretty confident my whole entire life. And um, I've heard people, like, people will love you and they're going to hate you. Like, you can't be the best at everything. Like, it's just, to me, it's not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to hate you. And that's kind of how I, like, approach things. Uh, For people who comment on social media, I think it's kind of sad, in my opinion. I'm just like, you took time out of your day to be mean to someone. That shows more about their heart than, like, my skill or my face or whatever they're making fun of um I had I did something like I did a stupid video it wasn't anything to do with social media it was like coffee I can't remember what the video was or even why I did it some and someone's like get your dog water coffee out of here and I can't remember the exact comment but I remember dog water because I'm like is that like the new insult I don't know and my kids were like yes yes it is (laughs) so I just like laughed about it and I'm like why would you so a lot of times I actually take a screenshot of the mean comment and share it in my stories and say don't be this guy I don't know if that's the right way to deal with it, but it's like, don't, don't be this guy. Like, don't try and bring me down. I'm just living my life I'm drinking my coffee, trying to build my business. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm not putting anyone down in the process. Why do you feel the need to come? But, but I've had people be like, again, as a musician, I've heard in one minute, this was like the funniest thing that happened to me last summer. Some, two women came up to me at the same time. Someone said, oh my gosh, I love your voice. I love um, I love that set. And oh, I, you're my voice. I could sing with you. Cause you're like low, like me. And then this woman turned, she's like, I did not like it. You're way too low. I can't sing with you. And I stood, I was like, thank you to both of them. I'm like, all right, cool. And I left, but my daughter heard that in the car. She's like, what the hell mom? Like, oh my gosh, can you believe that woman? I was like, oh, what one? She's like the mean one. I'm like, well, I, not everyone's going to be for me. Like, some people will like you and some people won't like you. And some people feel the need to tell you. <laughs> so it's just one of those things where you can't let the trolls stop you. If I let the troll stop me, I would be back working by myself out of my house, making not a lot of money, not enough to do anything consequential. So like you can't let people stop you because they're mean, because I don't know, just keep going. There's so much potential out there. People are mean. And again, some people will like you. Some people will hate you. you can't yeah, that. that's
0: That's my perspective. Exactly. Like I Mm -hmm. remember the first uh, comment I had and it's one of those things that like in a way they're doing you a favor if they unfollow you or leave you if they don't like you because you're not wasting time on them. Not everyone's for you. Like you said, Mm -hmm. like, why would I want somebody just for likes and shares when they have no interest in what you do? Yeah. You know, like who cares? It's uh, so, you know what I mean? Do me the favor. Maybe I'm not for you. Hey, maybe I can point you to someone who is for you that's more like you and that's okay too.
1: I'm
0: I'm there to educate. I'm not there to, to force, you know, my uh, services or my, you know, thoughts to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the whole business isn't personal thing. It just, yeah, it just is what it is. Like you got to move on. Everyone's trying to make decisions that's right for them. And from that you know sometimes they like you and sometimes they don't like you like it, I, I don't know I don't know why people get caught up I've asked people I'm like why does it bother you so much I'm not like a psychologist by any means but I'm just like I don't understand why this is eating you up why you're still talking today about the comment that happened yesterday and they can never really give me an answer so I, I'm always asking people like why does it bother you though it, you know that's not even their real name
0: yeah you got your mind
1: Yeah. So I don't know if there's like something deeper going on. I don't know. Like we all have our insecurities and maybe if someone like, maybe I'm not insecure about coffee, so I don't care if someone like talks about my coffee, (laughs) but if they said something that actually like hit me, maybe it would kind of take me more aback. But for the most part, I'm like, people are just mean and and they feel powerful online. And in real life, most people would never say that to you. Um, And honestly, I swear it's a girl thing. Like once you go through middle school as a girl, like grade seven and eight, you can handle anything anyone throws at you. (laughs) I said that's my daughter. I'm like, don't worry. This just makes you strong in the future. Relax.
0: (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember the first comment I got, believe it or not, it was um, like the first troll comment that is. Um, I remember the person said, Hey, egghead, get off my feed. (laughs) Right. And I'm like sitting there going like, uh, first of all, I'm like looking, who is this guy? Right. So at first I got enraged, right. Cause it was the first time it happens. Like, ah, look, what does this guy do? (laughs) You know? like, and, And then I, I, after about, like, 30 seconds of being irritated, I thought about it, and I said, wait a minute. Doesn't follow me. I don't follow him. I've never seen this guy before. What's yeah. he talking about? And I realized he saw my ad. Oh, okay. Right? Like, it was a sponsored post. Yeah. So, I thought about that, and I said, I got a great answer because he actually did me a favor because, you know, sometimes you, you're you're paying, you're paying, you're paying. Uh, and you don't see the activity you want. So you start going, is this even working? Or is this to yeah. fudge results? Like like, I, like it says 10,000 people saw it, but not one person commented on it. Yeah. Like, yeah. What's going on here? But then I thought about it. He made that comment. And I thought, ah, I replied to him, believe it or not. I said, hey, bud, I go, just so you know how Facebook and Instagram works, is that when you pay for an ad, it shows up because you're looking for something that I'm talking about. Like, mm-hmm. so if you're looking for a house, it's going to show when you're, I'm going to show up because I sell houses. So because I'm a paid ad, that's how I show up. I'm not going on your feed. I don't know you, but I do want to say thank you very much because you proved that the ad is getting out there and I'm not just throwing away my money. I go as a stroke of, or a show of gratitude. I would love to send you a $25 Starbucks card. If you just inbox me your address, I'll send you one just to say thank you. Yeah. You know, within 30 seconds of that reply, not only was my comment deleted, so was his. Oh. I guess he didn't like the fact that it was being kind.
1: Yeah, but yeah. It
0: goes back. But it's true. I found out rather than getting offended, it showed that my ads were working. He did me yeah. a favor. So I, I don't feel like I'm throwing my money away anymore.
1: Yes, perspective is everything, man. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And but I was genuine. people have
1: to see things. And you know what? Even when there are some like rude comments and stuff, I'm like, you know what? That's an extra algorithm boost for me. Yeah. Like, uh what can you say? Like it is true. Like when you're looking at the digital side of things, when you're looking at analytics, it's like those things matter. So yeah, yeah. And I was
0: genuine. How do you inbox me? I really would have sent him the Starbucks card. It wasn't a, yeah. a, a tactic. Yeah, yeah. They're like Hey, it is what it is, right? Like, but I, I just found it funny how he had just deleted it. But again, it's about them. It's not about you. A lot of times exactly. people feel insecure with themselves. They're upset and you touch a nerve on them. So they're going to attack you because you touched their nerve.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like I've never said anything mean online, like to a stranger. I really don't think I ever have. And it's because like, why would I? I don't have that in my heart. Like that's not the energy I'm putting out there. And some people are just that way. And we kind of have to accept it. Like when you put yourself out there, and that's what I tell people when they're kind of scared. I'm like, when you put yourself out there, you will get comments. And so before that comment even gets to you, prepare yourself. People are just kind of mean and they want to put people down. They want to feel powerful. And they can do that by putting you down and making you feel like small and feel like crap. Don't let it get to you. Just if you want, delete it. I don't delete it. I highlight it. Like I said, I'm not saying that's the right way. It's just the way I do things. I'm like, do what you think works. And then from there, move on with your life. Like really don't give it any mind because it'll just bring you down. So, and they're just coming from a sad spot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now I want to be respectful with your time. So I'm going to ask you a couple more questions and then get what I call in a lightning round, which is a little, some fun questions and stuff. So the second last question before we get into the lightning round is what advice would you give to someone who is working that job that they're unhappy with, they don't feel fulfilled, and they're debating going on their own, but they're not sure, they're a little hesitant?
1: Yeah. To them, I would say, uh, get your finances in order so you can leave. So if that means you're like, OK, I need to um, clear my consumer debt, which most people are whatever in debt. I have read things that said, and this was true for my husband and I, we went on like the Stave Ramsey financial program when we were like early 20s. And it's oh, do you know him? I oh, do. I, I'm a big thanks. follower. Oh my gosh, I love him. And we did it. And I was like, it worked. It was painful, but it worked. He says it takes two and a half years for people to get um, kind of their finances in order to get out of debt, have their emergency fund funded. And it was true for us. So to people, I say, don't be too quick to jump. Into your dream, because I think the worst thing you could do is be desperate for that sale. And it's kind of like when a a guy is desperate for the date or when a girl is desperate for the date, the other person can sense it and it kind of is a turn off. So I'm like, if you're financially secure and you know you have six months like savings in your back pocket, then you can confidently walk into that sales meeting. You can confidently say take it or leave it and they'll know you really mean take it or leave it because they'll be able to sense that from you. So it's not like the sexy, like believe in yourself, jump, just jump. It's just like, no, no, get your stuff in order, especially if you have a family to take care of. If, hey, you're single and you're living at your parents' house, just jump. But um, for me, I'm, I, like I was able to make that quick decision, like I quit, I'm out of here, because I knew, hey, we have an emergency fund. Like we are not over heads in debt. No one's coming knocking next month if nothing happens. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And the last question. And an important question. How do people find you online?
1: Oh, anywhere online. I hope I am. <laughs> That's the whole thing. If you look up purple bean media, I should pretty much show up at all of the sites. Um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, of course. I think TikTok. I it might be under Sherry Barna and YouTube. I'm Sherry Barna, but pretty much purple bean media across the
0: board. Fantastic. Now let's get into the lightning round. Alrighty. That was a fun thing. So, the first question I'm going to ask you is, what is your favorite food and why?
1: My favorite food. Uh, basically, I love shawarma. <laughs> I don't Ooh. know why. I just love it. It's the best. You can't say no to shawarma.
0: Yeah, I, I can relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, favorite uh, Favorite book? Uh,
1: the Nightingale by Kristen Hanna. One of oh. Best books. It's just a fiction, like based on historical fiction, which I love. I love history. I love fiction. So put them together. Um, It's one of the best books I've ever read. It's going to become a movie. And I hope it does it justice.
0: Favorite uh, podcast.
1: Podcast. I love right now marketing made simple. I can't remember the guy's name, but he's the story brand guy.
0: Yes, yes. Oh, I know who you're talking about. And I don't remember his name yeah. either, but I know exactly who you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Lately, he's been talking to just regular small business owners. And he's like, okay, here's how you need to like make more money. Okay, here's where you're falling apart over here. Like They just kind of explain what they do. And he comes in with all these cool creative ideas. And sometimes it's like financial. Sometimes he's like, you just need to add um, add money to your services or add this service over here, create this. And I, he's just so smart. I love listening to him.
0: Makes sense. Favorite vacation spot and why?
1: Um, I love Florida. I am a sucker for Florida. It's like just everyone goes, but I don't know. I think it's because you can do so many things. Um, I just love actually the States. I love mountains. I love water. Anywhere. I just love to travel. Get me out of Brantford. I'm so bored. <laughs>
0: so <laughs> that's my funny. next trip I
1: think is going to be Portugal. My dad is from there. I've been a couple of times, but I, I want to bring my family there. So.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Um, have you? When was the last time you vacationed? I mean, considering we've been offered two years.
1: Yeah, in 2019, in October, we went to Colorado. We did some hiking in the mountains, and it was really awesome.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. So yeah. you're very athletic. right?
1: Well, I, I don't want to say very, <laughs> but I, I like to move, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, any last words uh, before we uh, sign off?
1: Uh, basically, this is my last words to everyone. You just have to believe in yourself and your dream Things don't happen as quick as we might want it to be. and uh, But when I look at where I am now, I would not have guessed that like four years ago when I was kind of, okay, I guess I'm going to start my own business. I wasn't thinking I'd be here. I was thinking I'd have like maybe a little extra money for a vacation. and um, But it's just keep saying yes and believe you can do it. And if you can't, hire the people who can and just move forward boldly.
0: Fantastic. I want to say thank you so much for doing this interview.
1: Thanks. It was awesome. I appreciate it.
0: Absolute pleasure. If you like what you saw and you want to see more videos, please subscribe to the link below.